0: Hey ladies and gents, and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. As always, I'm joined by Dom. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, No, Jordan this week, so it's going to be a two-man podcast, as he would call it, a fireside groove. Um, Yeah, so let's hop into what we've been playing. Uh, I got some good news, and I got some bad news, Dom. (laughs) Oh god, you didn't finish Wolfenstein, huh? I didn't finish it, but I did play it. That's The good okay. news is I played it. Okay. The bad news is I haven't finished it yet. I actually didn't have a whole lot of time to play video games at all. But the little bit of time that I did have, I had... You were on my shoulder. You were the you were the angel on my shoulder saying... Or maybe the devil. I don't know what the fuck Um But, yeah, I'm like, it's like, you have a little bit of time. Play Wolfenstein. So I did. Um, I barely had any time at all to game this week. I had a lot of stuff to uh, to do. Um, but I did get past the... Because um, I think last time we talked, I had stated that I... I Began the area with the the not sewers but like the subway with the alligators and stuff. Yeah, I finished yeah. that whole that area down there. Um, so I don't know necessarily what's after that because after once I like you know got out, I was just I paused it and saved and stuff. Um, so I didn't get like as far as I wanted to, but I did play it. It was the first thing on my to playlist. I I didn't play any PUBG this week. I didn't play any Monster Hunter. I didn't play any Celeste. Uh, it was the only thing I played, but I didn't play a lot of it, unfortunately. Um, but uh, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Oh, so I've I've been uh, doing the thing that uh, a lot of other people have been doing where I've been re-watching the MCU movies uh, leading up to Infinity War just to get hyped for it. And I'm personally doing my own thing. Like, whenever I finish a movie, I'm ranking it for my own, like, personal tastes. And I have, like, a little docket that I'm keeping just because I thought I'd be interested in knowing for me which ones I enjoyed the most. Um, and yeah, I'm having a blast so far. Most of the movies are exactly where I remember liking them. There's only a couple that I enjoy it a lot more. Um, now, uh, one of those being Iron Man two. I like a lot more now than I liked the first time I watched it. Um, and man, I like that one,
1: the, both the Iron Man movies.
0: Well, there's three really of them. Good. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen the
1: two, but yeah, I like both of those. The third one
0: cool. is probably my favorite out of the three. Um, because it deals with uh, his uh, Tony Stark's PTSD post the Avengers and uh, him Ah. kind of facing his death and stuff like that. And I really like that movie because it gives consequence to what they actually do for once. And the entire movie is him dealing with PTSD. It's like pretty crazy some of the the stuff he uh, talks about and has to deal with. And it shows like the terrible ramifications of doing what he does. Um, Mm. And I really enjoy it. Um, Thor Dark World, (laughs) just as bad as I remember easily and far beyond the worst Marvel movie oh god it's so bad um it is it is oh it is so bad it sucks it was like even Idris Elba and um I always forget his name Anthony Hopkins the guy who plays Odin and even uh Tom Hiddleston as Loki had great performances but it's just so bad you can tell that like Natalie Portman just didn't want to be a part of it anymore uh since they fired Patty Jenkins from directing it and they got somebody else like it's that that is it's a mess of a movie um, it is, I would say it's worse than Suicide Squad, hands down, hands down. <laughs> Suicide Squad's not terrible. Well, well, no, 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 <laughs> I know, I know, but the way people talk about Suicide Squad, they're like, uh, oh, Suicide Squad is awful, and it's like, I would venture to say that none of the DC movies are even close to as bad as Thor Dark World. It is awful. It is. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to go on a super long tangent, but yeah, I've been watching through that. I'm currently, the next movie on my list is Winter Soldier, which looking back on was my favorite Marvel movie. So I'm interested to see if that holds up because black Panther right now is number one. Um, but I loved winter soldier the first time I saw it. So I'm I'm excited to do that. I've also been reading some comics. I'm through four issues on all new Wolverine, which is X 23, which is the little girl in obviously Logan. And I've been reading, have you heard of uh, Southern bastards? Dom? Not the comic, but... Yeah. So Southern Bastards, from what I've... From what I understand and what I've read, I could be wrong about this, but from the first comic, this is what I understand and from a conjecture between people, is it's about this guy going back to the small Texas city that he grew up in where his dad was the sheriff, and his dad died, and when his dad died, he... he, he uh, I don't know if it's him and his mom, they haven't made it clear, but he left that city, right? And he grew up elsewhere. He hasn't been back for like 40 years. Um, he comes back and he notices some weird things about the city. Like, there's this, like, weird boss guy's name on a lot of the stores and stuff around the town. And it just seems like it's more decrepit than it was when he left. And he comes to see this old townie that tells him, like, get out, you need to get out. And from his his perspective, it seems like the guy's just being an a-hole and telling him, like, you're not wanted here. You're not one of us. You left. Why would you ever come back? But as you come to learn, it's the guy kind of warning him in his own way of, like, you need to get out. Like, it's bad here, right, without saying it. And you come to find out that, like, the, the the coach of the high school football team basically runs the town, and he has, like, cronies and henchmen everywhere, and he rules through, like, politics and drugs and stuff like that. And his dad, the, the main character's dad was known for using this big oak stick to beat the hell out of people, criminals. Yeah, of course. During this whole story, <laughs> his dad's grave is next to the house, and he's there to gather the stuff from his dad's house to take it back to his home. That's the whole reason he's back in the city. And the stick that his dad used to use, they buried it in the backyard next to his grave, and it grew into a giant oak tree. Um, and basically, at the end of the first issue, it's him coming to realize all of the things wrong with the city he used to grew, uh, grow up in. And he gets a chainsaw and cuts down the tree and makes his own stick. So it's kind of like him following in his dad's footsteps, kind of. And it seems like that's going to be the main con- uh, point of contention is him against this boss character who i don't know yet but the art style is really cool it's really graphic it re- uh, reminds me a lot of the walking dead comics or um preacher which i've not haven't read but i've seen comic panels from so i'm definitely enjoying that and then Comicsology had a huge sale they had a bunch of volumes and series on sale for like 99 cents so i ended up picking up the vision series uh secret wars which is the series where uh, captain america was a hydra agent the whole time a bunch of really cool, interesting series. Um, I even picked up Kingdom Come from DC and uh, uh, Back Row by Burnside. Um, so definitely intrigued in some comic books. That's pretty much it for me. Like I said, unfortunately, I didn't finish Wolfenstein, but it was the only thing. Wolfenstein Two. It's the only thing I played this week. So, what about you? I only played Persona Four. You weeb. You weeaboo
1: Yeah, that was that was it. Uh, quite a bit too I mean a good portion um I don't know I think I'm just I'm starting to where I need to take a break probably I'm starting to yeah. wear out on it it's played a lot of that in a short amount of time and it's just starting to get uh, a little bit redundant I think because uh, it's the story is really really interesting and like I've said before the characters are interesting and talking to them is uh, is also interesting. How many more times can I say "interesting" in one interesting sentence? <laughs> but um, it's it, the story is told slowly. I guess um, it, it relies really heavily on the interactions with the characters and meeting new people. The actual like crime you're trying to solve is like I'm barely anywhere, and you know, trying to actually solve it. Even though I played, I think like 15 hours or something, <laughs> I'm hardly anywhere further. It's like. You get, like, tiny pieces of evidence after every couple hours. It's kind of ridiculous, but, I mean, that's the nature of it, I guess. So, I just need to take a short break on it, I think, uh, before I get too burned out. But that was, that's it, man. That's all I played, and as far as, like, what have we been watching? Oh, This Is Us, it doesn't really fit the theme of this podcast, but... (laughs) i want to get into it man
0: everything every you know everything everybody talks about that show it's so great and i just i need to get it really it
1: it really is (laughs) yeah um and honestly pretty much universally i can't think of anyone who wouldn't like it that i wouldn't recommend it to you know what i mean it's one of those it relates Um, to
0: everyone on some level because it's just like such good writing and stuff exactly exactly
1: um but you know what i never did mention i'll bring it up now Um, I don't know if you ever watched Shameless, but we were into that, and we finished that up, I think it was a two weeks ago now, but we finished up at least season eight, I think is the latest. Um, that show is really fucking cool. That, I I won't say too much, I don't know how much you know about it, but, um, I might have talked about it before. Uh, but otherwise, that's
0: it. I didn't watch any movies or anything, yeah, I don't know. Slow week. a lot of working. Well, in terms of the next couple of weeks, you're not, obviously you're not getting Sea of Thieves. Um... You're not getting Nino Kuni two, I would assume. Are you getting Far Cry five?
1: I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Because I still, i I want st- to keep start playing Kingdom Hearts again. I never got back to it. Um, but yeah. But I, I do have time before three comes out. Actually, probably a lot of time. Do you own the Banner Saga? No. Uh, that's I'm a be game... talking about it though yeah
0: that's a game i want to get back to man i keep thinking about it but like obviously wolfenstein 2 is my priority but like that's the next thing like when i go back to a game um i'm picking up sea of thieves through uh game pass i'm gonna get far cry 5 um and then later on down the line either end of this year or next year i'll definitely get around to nino 2 because by then I will, i'll own a ps4 um but yeah that I one still... i'm
1: curious about because I, I watched a little bit of gameplay and it looks cool, like the art style is really, really cool. Um, but the combat just—I don't know—it looks kind of slow and plotting, and I don't know, clunky. But I, I just gotta—I gotta look at—I gotta look more into it before I make any final yeah.
0: For Judgments. that game I think it's I think the the hook is the characters in the world not so much the combat like the combat's probably intriguing enough and it seems like there's enough systems in there to make it interesting to a certain extent but I don't think that's the hook of the game you know mm-hmm. I think the hook is the characters in the world and stuff and But then it's like I don't know I got a vibe cuz the last one
1: correct me if I'm wrong was turn-based I think maybe I mean if my very very pre-judgments have any uh, credence, then maybe they should have stuck to the turn-based aspect of it instead of, it. I don't know, just
0: a a word of caution uh, that I I have so far, I guess. But we'll see. Yeah, but then that's the whole argument, right, of like fans who love the first game, because I played about five hours of it and I really enjoyed it. Fans who love the first game, right, and they play the second game, it's like, well, you'll either get the argument of like, oh, this is just like the same combat from the first game, or in this instance... Oh, they should have kept the first the combat from the first game, and for me, obviously, you want the best game there can be. But for me, I would much rather see them take a risk with something new than consistently do the same thing over and over again, right? Like, what if they tried being like, "We'll do turn based again." Are there any new ideas we can do? Not really. The the you know that type of combat's kind of played out. What if we tried this other thing? And there's a couple of new, new, neat ideas. I'd much rather have that. It might not work, but
1: yeah, yeah no definitely it's it's definitely better to try yeah different things um that doesn't guarantee it's gonna work <laughs> or course. be good uh, yeah exactly. be, yeah or be good but you're right though i you, we have to appreciate uh innovation even when it fails right like that's otherwise we'd be doing the same things over and over again playing the same game so yeah it's
0: a good point yeah nintendo's a perfect example of that <laughs> good. yeah yeah for every home run you have strikeouts it's gonna happen exactly uh, let's hop into the news last week we talked about uh, when Jordan is on it's a shame Jordan is on this week because this is a total Jordan story um, we got that weird cryptic tweet um, from CD product red saying you know what if Geralt wasn't just in Witcher what if he was in a different game and we're like oh that'd be crazy if was smash it's probably Monster Hunter or Soul Calibur Turns out it's Soul Calibur. We got the announcement on the official Soul Calibur Twitter, states, A legendary warrior enters the stage of history, White Wolf, Butcher of Blaviken, The Witcher. He bears many names, but you know him as Geralt of Rivia. Uh, wield his steel and silver swords on the stage of Kar Morin and use his signs wisely to take down all who defy you. So it seems like they really integrated a lot of the mechanics from the Witcher series, which is really cool. Um, the map they showed seems like it's a, a Witcher map, which is really cool. Um, I'm not a huge Soul Calibur guy, um, but to be quite honest, him being a, a, a cameo character is really cool to me. I, I, it definitely gets me more interested than I was before. What about you? Does this move the needle for Soul Calibur at all? Or you yeah, saying it's cool.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Slightly. I mean, I, I have, I'd have to look more into it. I've never, I remember, uh, I don't even know which Soul Calibur it was, but you know, when they brought in like Yoda and Link and it was a big deal. I think that's um, four. Yeah. I, think that's I mean, four, that's. Yeah that's what they have to do right i mean clearly if you look back at injustice right like that grabbed a lot of people that were into dc but not fighting games right so yeah same eh, kind of same strategy but to a much much lesser extent here uh, but yeah if they want to start pulling in different people that's the way to do it Yeah, pulling get Geralt in there you know I'm trying to think who else might be a good a good draw but does this does this move the needle It, it a tiny bit but it's still now, way down there so
0: <laughs> i would really love if we're gonna get if we're gonna get a um man i'm drawing a blank here help me out here uh praise the sun um uh solaire solaire Solair would be oh, cool the yeah yeah um yeah. or dark generic dark souls guy so Soul yeah that that's
1: the one problem with dark souls and we talked about it uh but yeah last week when we were talking about smash and who might come in it's like yeah you could bring in uh, same thing with Fallout too. Actually, when the anything where the character is kind of nameless and it's kind of abstract, like the main character in a lot of games, especially a lot of games I like. Now that I think about it, yeah, you don't have like a main character. Dude, that, I would, uh, I yeah.
0: would love starting interview. Um, some games have the like the character swap where it's like it's two characters, but it's one character you pick at the character swap. Right, you know what I mean? Right. I would love like an Ornstein and Smell thing. Oh, like there's yeah. trade-offs, because, yeah. like, if you bring in Smao, he's slower, more methodical, but he does more damage, so he's a heavier-based fighter, whereas Ornstein's more of the speed guy, the jabby guy, you know? That would yeah. be really cool. Because, yeah. um, like, yeah, Dark Souls doesn't, uh, be, besides Solaire, um, a lot of the bosses don't fit into a fighting game, um, but there are guys like um, Ornstein and Smao. I forget the name of the guys from Dark Souls 3. That's a bunch of them. Uh, what are they called? You know, the guys with the pointy hats? They like fight each other. You like walk up on them and they're fighting each other, and then they fight you.
1: The Abyss Watchers. The Abyss Watchers, Watchers yeah. yeah.
0: There's some. There's some pretty iconic, uh, or even um, the dragon, the dragon lord. What's his name? Dragon Slayer. That's orange. Steam Dragon Slayer. Well, yeah, he becomes Dragon Slayer, right?
1: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyways, it's it's really cool to see. Um, Geralt in, in another game, we're probably not getting Witcher 4. It seems like they've been pretty strict about that. The way Cyberpunk 2077 is shaping up, I think that's their next big franchise. Um, but we are all going to get Geralt in the uh, Netflix series. So we're going to be seeing a which lot of him. apparently coming along. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. And, I mean, if, if the Castlevania thing, which I haven't had a chance to watch, which is on high on my watch list, if that shows the, the care that they put into this stuff, you know... Netflix puts out a lot of originals, but the more, um, high, I don't want to say high caliber, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, of high note, like, you know, like the more popular things they tackle, they seem to do it pretty well. It's the, when they get experimental and create new shows and stuff, that's where it's like a 50, 50, you get stranger things, or you get some show that no one watched, but it seems like when they're tackling these, These more mainline, more popular uh, subjects, um, they seem to hit it out of the park. So I'm excited about that. Um, I guess partially in some uh, Jordan news as well, because he likes Kingdom Hearts so much and Square Enix. uh, Looks like Final Fantasy VII Remake is right where we assumed it would be. Um, Yeah, there was a recent posting that states that they're hiring for core members of the team. Uh, This game was originally being outsourced and developed by CyberConnect. But Square Enix decided to move it back in-house because they felt that the quality wasn't meeting the standards they wanted, and the development pipeline wasn't exactly where they wanted it to be. Um, Yeah, does this surprise you, Dom? That uh, Final Fantasy remake, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, is hiring core developers at this point.
1: This is all. I mean, it's a Square Enix thing, but this is these are the reasons. Like, just don't announce your game so far ahead like yeah this is all shit that we should never really know about right because now it's it taints it it's like oh well fuck it it's gone it's out of my mind who knows when it's coming it's in a you know it's in dev- development hell as we always like to say but if if we never knew this was even happening you know then I, I don't know i just don't like the
0: strategy that they take with a lot of a lot of their games but that's just me yeah. look how long we waited for final fantasy 15 and it came out to exactly year? like yeah, well,
1: it, I didn't even say, like, I think it was probably at no, least it was, good. Yeah, but critically
0: but, and, like, just... It just... It wasn't great. Like, for a game to take that long, it didn't move right. the needle in any dramatic way. So it's, like, Right. Great. It was never gonna
1: be... I mean, it couldn't be great just because expectations were so high and it had been too long. You know what I mean? It, it just wasn't gonna be. Even if it was worthy of that, um, it just was never... It had just been too long. It's just, you know, there's just some things, like i just i don't want to hear about it um the, bad example or like reused example but we always talk about half-life 3 like if it just pops out one day because um, maybe i think valve uh, the other day said oh we're we're going back to working on games or
0: whatever the dota card game right. artifact is their first re-entry into publishing games and making games they said yeah, right Gabe but no i said. mean point being imagine if like in a
1: month or a few months or something, they're just like, "Oh yeah, Half-Life Three is out in a couple or of days or whatever box it is." Two, God. Right, exactly, yeah. and it's like, and we didn't even know that it was being worked on, and you know what I mean? And maybe it had been through that development hell, and it just took that long. And but if we don't, if we don't, if we're none the wiser, ignorance is bliss. Exactly, um, and I think that could Square Enix could, I don't know, hopefully use a little bit of that advice. But Lord knows they can't hear me.
0: Well, that's the funny thing is that uh, Square Enix owns tomb raider and we'll get to that later and that one though they've held off from announcing it for so long it's been leaked a bunch of times um mm. and that's what's interesting about uh the avengers partnership too is like you know people are talking about e3 and getting hyped up for like what are we going to see are we going to see the avengers game be like ah, it's games probably like a year and a half to two years out are we going to see it that early that's
1: exactly and, why we'll see it exactly
0: <laughs> it's like it's great Nick. so chances <laughs> yeah. are you know they want to get the hype train rolling as soon as possible um, yeah, but Final Fantasy 7 remake is interesting uh, for me personally because I've never been involved in the in the Final Fantasy Franchise but seven is the one that intrigued me the most. It's the one that like almost got me to rent it from blockbuster uh, dated reference um, But this remake looks cool So when it does come out if it does come out part one or whatever it happens being I'll be really interested to see what the price point is and it might get me to jump in because a lot of the people I, I respect and just like love their opinions on things a lot of them say that seven's their favorite in the very long franchise that is Final Fantasy. So, very interesting.
1: No, I, I'm with you. Yeah, that's kind of the one that I would be most likely to jump in on because I, maybe it's just me, but when I think of Final Fantasy, I think of Cloud, you know, and the giant, uh, yeah, thick sword.
0: Yeah, that's I think of him and, and Lightning, of... who's like the pink-haired girl that's in like all the Easy Allies videos and that cutout. Those are the oh, only yep, two characters. Yep. <laughs>
1: Yeah, those, like, because there's lots of different characters across the Final Fantasy games, obviously, but those are, Cloud, especially for me, like, that's who sticks out, um, and I think Seven, while most people might not say it's the best, um, I think it's, I don't know, it has the most notoriety, is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but.
0: Yeah, most clout, maybe? Yeah, clout, well, yeah, with a T, not a, (laughs) yeah, most cloud clout, yeah, there's a (laughs) plan somebody read, somebody make that tweet, um, Next news story here. This one is a bit of a rumor, but it has it carries a tiny bit of weight to it. So, uh, giant grain of salt here. Uh, you uh, Reddit user badass, but it's a four instead of the first a posted on Reddit saying that Spyro the Dragon Treasure, Spyro the Dragon Treasure Trilogy. Talk about a tongue twister. Uh, will be announced uh, on March sixteenth at one p.m. psd Though these videos go out on Sundays, the podcast goes out on Sundays. Um, We're recording this beforehand, so this is the day after we're recording. Um, It's basically saying it's going to be posted tomorrow. And the reason this holds a little bit of weight is this is the same Reddit user who correctly leaked um, the day that Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was going to be revealed to the public. Makes sense. Activision owns both of those properties. So if he's the guy that's going to get it correct, you know, if somebody's going to get it correct, it's going to be him. Um, Treasure Trilogy. Interesting title. Uh, I'm excited for this. As, as we've talked about before, I love Spyro the Dragon. Uh, I think Crash Insane Trilogy is a better title just because it's a lot shorter. Um, but Spyro the Dragon Treasure Trilogy kind of gets to the point. Um, do you expect this to be announced, Dom? And if so, are you interested in this?
1: Yeah, yeah, this will probably be, I would guess that this, this rumor or this leak, whatever, is, is probably true. Um, I am interested. I never played the Spyro games. Um. Okay. I think I may have tried one once at a friend's house for a little bit. You know, whereas like Crash Bandicoot, I had played and hated vehemently. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Spyro kind of always, like... I was kind of appealing, but I just never... I, I just never had an opportunity. It never came... When you're a kid, it's not like you can just go and play any game you want, right? Exactly, it's kind of like yeah. Games kind of have to come to you to some extent when you're not able to just walk to the store and have money to buy things, you know? But, um, so yeah, I'm... I'm moderately interested but i would be more so if it was on switch myself um well it probably
0: will come to switch next year or the year after it's released yeah
1: yep so that's probably where i'll be with this is just wait if it gets you know decent reviews i guess um i mean not even that though because i just want to actually see the gameplay myself because i can't remember it well enough to to know so i'll just make yeah yeah i'll just i'm waiting
0: Well, the interesting thing is Spyro is closely tied to PlayStation, but it wasn't the mascot that Crash was, so I'd be interested to see if Sony pays out as well for the exclusivity for a year. Because Crash makes a whole lot of sense, and though Spyro is closely related to PlayStation as well, he wasn't the mascot, he wasn't the guy in the commercials, you know? Um, And because Spyro has become so much more of a thing after those exclusive titles with Skylanders and stuff, I wonder if Activision would even be down with making it exclusive for a year, you know? Who knows? Yeah, I think it'd
1: be worth it. Um, you're right; it definitely doesn't hold the same clout as Crash Bandicoot, but it's something, right? It's Spyro, yeah. and as we've learned recently in the past few years, nostalgia is super powerful. So, nostalgia <laughs> um,
0: affects wallets very strongly.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, and you have something like Horizon, like a new IP that you know obviously does really well, but something like like Crash can you know cost you a lot less. Um, and not obviously not do as well as Horizon. Maybe, might be close in actually volume, but not as not as in revenue. But um, that nostalgia just fuels shit, man. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, so the crazy thing is, like Spyro, uh, though you didn't play it. Obviously, it's a three D platformer, and it's very. I wouldn't say it's like Banjo Kazooie or Donkey Kong Country levels of Collectathon. Like I think those okay. are on another level. But it is more of a Collectathon, three D platformer. Um, it's just, I think it's a very cathartic and relaxing game. Crash is a very difficult and I think right. seemingly annoying game. I love Crash, but that's, it is what it is. Spyro is more about just having a good time with these like quirky characters and just running around. And, um, it's a, it's a very more calm, um, like easily paced game. It reminds me a lot of, uh, did you ever play the Emperor's New Groove uh, video game? No. no. What? Kind of the same kind of style, a little bit. Uh, very weird reference. But, yeah, Spyro's very relaxing. It's really cool. It's a game I could definitely see people playing with their significant others who aren't really into video games. It's just very okay. colorful, very bright. Depending on who's doing this remake, it's probably going to look great because um, Crash looks yeah. phenomenal. Um, So <laughs> I'm interested to see what the price point is, too, if they stick to that. Because Crash looks 30 right? 30 Oh, shit, you might be right.
1: Yeah, was thirty or forty.
0: Yeah, so it was thirty or forty. Yeah, so I'm interested how to see about, if it keeps the same price point. How about this? Um, do people like the character of Crash
1: Bandicoot? Because I, when I look at that character, I'm like, first of all, what the fuck is that? It's wearing jeans. It's ugly. I don't like it. Why is he got a big ass mouth? I just it pisses me off, kind of. Yeah, and that's I'm just being really harsh and honest with you, but it just ugh. Where a Spiral the Dragon looks like. At least in the old old gameplay, he just kind of looks like a stuffed animal the way he moves. Obviously, that can can get better, but he's I don't know he's a little more
0: likable looking character to me. Just putting that out there. He's um, Spyro definitely as as a character reads more as like the the tough little gritty underdog kid that you want to cheer for. Yeah. Um, Whereas Crash Crash is like like, just an asshole. Yeah, just an annoying dude that like yeah he'd be in jackass or he'd be the dude that like (laughs) gets too drunk and like. Takes a dump <laughs> on your kitchen table or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: Shits on the coats.
0: Exactly, exactly. I'm excited it's for Spyro, D-Dang man. Cook. I love Spyro. I I, I want to see how beautiful this game looks because there's a couple of key moments, especially in the first game, that I remember in my in my mind, and I don't remember them very well in terms of like looking great. I remember the polygons, so I want to see the, the retouched textures and how beautiful it looks, man so cool people can shit on remasters all they want but taking something you have a lot of nostalgia for and bringing it to the modern era and making it look beautiful is really cool it's one of the coolest things we get to we get to see as gamers in 2018 it's i awesome. agree
1: man i don't have a problem i mean if there's a demand for it uh, you know it's gonna happen and that's cool that that companies are yeah specifically when yeah they're remaking stuff uh, adding textures like
0: that's I think that's awesome, and it's, it's not like... taking—it's not taking away from the current games, right? Like the Crash thing didn't take right. away yeah. from what Naughty Dog's doing. <laughs> like, yeah. well, who cares? Yeah, awesome. I love remasters. Uh, we have some interesting news. This doesn't have—you know—this is a bigger grain of salt than the Spyro news. Uh, there was a listing by accident, it seems, on the Amazon's Canadian website for Tom Clancy Splinter Cell 2018. Um, obviously, this is from Ubisoft didn't have any uh, platforms listed, didn't have a price, didn't have a cover art, nothing. It was just a, a placeholder item uh, listing. I really don't see any validity to this. It could be true, it could be not. What I wanted to do is take this as a jumping off point to talk about if we do get a Splinter Cell in 2018, let's say this is true, what do we want from it? Do we enjoy Splinter Cell? Uh, I guess I'll go first. I I have an off, off, off and off on and off again relationship with that sentence, much less Splinter Cell, <laughs> uh, I, I really like the games, but they're not something that I went out of my way to purchase like every installment. You know, it's not like, oh, the new Splinter Cell is out, I need to get it. But whenever I did get my hands on one, I really enjoyed it. Um, considering Assassin's Creed has moved away from a lot of the stealth aspects of its gameplay, I I really want something more stealth driven. It's going to be a while. I don't think we'll ever get another AAA Hitman, right? We're going to get the smaller things that, we're, that we, that, you know, the last one that we saw. So it would be really cool to see a shooter with hardcore stealth mechanics. Um, people want open world. I don't. I'm just cool with linear level design. Just let me, kind of like what Hitman did a little bit where it's like, give me this like building and let me tackle it however I want. That'd be really dope. Yeah.
1: So open just levels like, or something. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Here's this skyscraper building maybe not a skyscraper obviously a certain section of floors or whatever or this manor or this mansion tackle it how you want to the replayability through the roof um i'm trying to remember the what's the title of the last splinter cell that everyone loved was it conviction i'm trying to remember right uh or okay well the last splinter cell title was blacklist but i don't think that's one that's beloved i think the conviction or whatever was the one that people really loved um yeah, but that's it for me. Like, I'd be, I'd be interested in the Splinter Cell. I want to see what it offers. If it is, uh, super into the stealth and gives me those set pieces to figure out on my own with the replayability, I'm in. If it does something weird, uh, or like goes open world or something, I'm probably going to be a hard out, honestly. Especially if it comes out this fall alongside like Red Dead and stuff. Not same type of game, but like, too many open worlds at one time definitely is not great for me. Uh, what about you though? Your ties to Splinter Cell?
1: never played any of them even for a moment okay that being said i'll throw in there that when you pointed out that yeah recent assassin's creed games have kind of started to venture away from their you know more some of the stealth mechanics a little bit um or at least you know they don't force it on you things like that yeah so i yeah i'll agree with you that it would be cool if yeah if a splinter cell came out and was purely a stealth game as they are all are i assume i mean you probably can't just go running in Call of Duty style in these games, but um, you, I think you're, like you're right. There's not really been anything with a huge emphasis. Like this is just stealth, and that's just what it is. Well, that's um,
0: triple. That's triple A either. Like you well, know, yeah, yeah, triple <laughs> A. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, you have like Arkham Knight was mostly. I mean, or at least a large part of it was emphasis on stealth and gadgets and stuff. Um,
0: what was that, otherwise?
1: 2015? Yeah, it's a couple years ago. So yeah. like otherwise. I mean, can you
0: think of anything? I, um... Hitman's the closest thing, and that's not a AAA game. Excellent. Right, but it's of not course. AAA, yeah. And and, yeah, and that
1: one, less reliant on like gadgets, too, right?
0: No, it has a high reliance. There's a ton of gadgets you can use. Hitman? Okay. All right. Yeah, a ton of tools, ton of really okay. cool things. Um, yeah, it's. With Splinter Cell, I would be intrigued to see, because Ubisoft has done a great job with uh, Rainbow Six Siege. We've seen with our last two guests, they're into it. They. A couple of one of them, uh, uh, Alex yeah. kind of fell out of first-person shooters, and he's into it. Blessing, I've never pegged that guy for a first-person shooter guy, and he's playing it. And it's had such a long life. I would be really interested to see if Splinter Cell does double down on stealth and their updates over the course of the next couple of years after post-release are giving us new set pieces to tackle and have the replayability. That's going to be really cool. Um, it's yeah. It it's, seems
1: to me like th- I, this is kind of like. They just have to not screw it up. It seems yeah. like, and they can at least find some success, right? Um, like, like you said, I think they should not take too many risks. Um, just make a really, really, really good and engaging, you know, more linear style game. Yeah, I, I think like this is easy money. That, that's I don't <laughs> want to say that, but yeah, they could do this. And I, I hadn't thought about it, but this is I think it's it's a good time. Maybe not this fall in particular, not in middle of November or something, but. It's been a minute. Yeah, we could use some, like, hard stealth
0: shit going on. This would be a great, like, August-September game. I would love if yeah. it was August-September. Yep. Um, I think the thing, too, is I highly doubt it'll be open-world, considering we have The Division 2 on the horizon, also from Ubisoft. I doubt they'd want two big open-world games like that. So, if I was a betting man, it's going to be linear, more than likely. Obviously, it'll have multiplayer mode. But what I want is that Hitman-style Here's a plot of land with a giant ass building. Get the job done. There's optional uh, uh, objectives you can do, right? Oh man, that'd be super cool. Like I, I, they can sell me so hard on this at E3 or whenever they decide to show this to us. And wow. like you said, if they just if they just don't screw it up, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and you know what? Like I can't believe we didn't think of it. I can't believe I didn't think of it. We were just brainstorming what stealth games have we had recently, and then when you just described. Uh, what you want out of these levels I'm like wow that's that's dishonored right yeah dishonored <laughs> yeah and just without then, the ugh, magic uh... the worst
0: part is that kind of says a lot about why the game hasn't sold so well it's kind of, people don't remember that often and it sucks these yeah. games are so well made but um... I guess more realistic stealth, right? Because that isn't based in reality. Dishonored is definitely its own fantasy world. Yeah, Yeah. and it's first
1: person, which is... exactly, Especially for a a stealth game, that's a very different experience.
0: I wonder if Michael Ironside, the guy who's famous for voicing Sam Fisher, is going to return and voice him. That'd be crazy. Like, if at E3... uh, And you'd recognize Michael Ironside's voice if you heard him, Dom. Um,
1: I I think I I can already think of it. I've heard... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, if it pops up, you hear the... Like, the green light and then you yep. hear his voice people will lose their minds um it would fit perfectly at xbox too. the green you kidding me because ah, see it point. Even it's a bigger fake point. out because if they see the green they're like oh what is this the xbox only on xbox thing or they won't know what the intro is exactly you know what i mean because it's the green and then it's splinter cell that'd be dope um
1: and what if and actually here let me throw this at you too um timed exclusive on xbox something like that or maybe just a pure exclusive on xbox yeah, i mean it's possible right why not we're going to
0: be talking about something later on that could prove that it could be the case um yeah. interesting thing too uh i, I guess we'll, we'll save that for the end story because i was going to say something but i want to say it for the end story uh next thing speaking of xbox exclusives this one isn't going to be anymore um but we're getting the new tomb raider shadow of the tomb raider which has been leaked forever it's coming out a week before my birthday uh, I wanted to make this new story all about myself. I uh, no, September fourteenth, twenty eighteen, good release date, I think, for the game. Um, or b- before a lot of major uh, titles, which it needed to do. Uh, did you manage to catch the teaser by chance, Dom?
1: No, I did not. I didn't. It, uh, it, didn't,
0: it no. is, it's a uh, it's non gameplay. It's just uh, okay. sweeping sweeping shots of a forest and like Laura Laura's back to the camera, looking over a waterfall and like all of these like tension building hype things Um, gave us the release date September 14th gave us the reveal date of April 27th which in my opinion is terrible in terms of news cycle Uh, that's when Avengers Infinity War comes out Uh, so chances of getting on like general news sites you're not gonna be nowhere near the top in terms of SEO Um, and obviously we talked about this before the show that day was probably set months in advance right for the studio to get the demo reveal done and all of the moving parts and then once they sign ventures infinity war move up a week they're like really come on you know <laughs> fuck you guys exactly um this is good though because remember that crystal dynamics is working on that adventures project and um the guys but uh, help me out the studio behind dsx what is their name Deus Ex. um i mean it's it's square enix um
1: oh man i don't know Idols Montreal
0: Idols Montreal there we go yep 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 Yep. Uh, Idols Montreal is working on apparently a Guardians game or something either way they both have put in work on this and it's good to see this come out because this means that this game's done and then they can shift focus on the Avengers game and all those projects Um, I haven't played the second one I didn't play Rise of the Tomb Raider you said you hadn't either it's on Game Pass I'm picking up Game Pass for Sea of Thieves that's probably going to be a game I tackle next after the Wolfenstein 2 and stuff Uh, is Rise of the Tomb Raider I definitely want to play it uh yeah um after after wolfenstein 2 after um man wolfenstein 2 is a short
1: game i think eight oh, yeah. hours for yeah. that campaign and that's all you really need to do i mean there's some side stuff that might be cool although the dlc looks pretty rad too and i kind of want to go back and do
0: that but anyway continue Sorry. yeah yeah it's it, like i said it wasn't because i a lack of interest i had no time this week <laughs> so um anyways tomb raider uh i'm very interested in this game I really enjoyed the reboot. Uh, Tomb Raider uh, from 2013, I really liked it. I don't know if you did.
1: Um, It was cool. I liked it a lot, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't play Rise of the Tomb Raider, and people say that one, it's a better game than the first one. Uh, So I'm excited to get into that. I've
1: heard heard both. Like, some people like it more, some people like it less.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess the people, I, I value their opinions, they're the ones that are saying, for the most part, it's better than the first one. So I definitely want to tackle that. Shadow of the Tomb Raider does me interested. Like I said, great release date. If this was October, November, it's probably a pass for me at launch. Now that it's early September, um, depending on what we hear at E3 and stuff, um, it might be between this and Splinter Cell uh, that I'm choosing to buy uh, day one. But, um, yeah, I'm very interested in this game. I can't wait to see more. It's a shame that the reveal is happening the same day as Infinity War, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll know about it because we have a weekly podcast. But I man. do think it'll get buried, unfortunately, with that doesn't, weekend.
1: Doesn't that feel kind of like a like some time travel? Like, I oh, want video game to want
0: to play this fall: uh, Splinter Cell or Tomb Raider.
1: <laughs> You're like, right. Did we go back
0: a decade? right? Exactly. Oh man, that's crazy. But yep, yeah, still Call of Duty and Battlefield. So we don't know if we did go back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, interesting release date. Like I said, uh, September 14th, great date. Anything to add, Dom, before we move on? Nah. Speaking of release dates, uh, this happened, uh, I think, a day after last week's podcast was recorded. Days Gone has been delayed to 2019. Dun, dun, dun! The move that nobody saw coming. (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. I've talked about this game at nauseam on the podcast, saying, where's Days Gone? That game's not coming out this year. It's easily easily the one that's going to get delayed and it did get delayed um yeah we had this conversation off the air dom and it was uh i brought up the point to you and jordan of this and it's not a you know not a, a something i came up with everyone's saying it if this game comes out anywhere near last of us part two it's dead and you made the rebuttal i don't think that matters i think it just doesn't have a lot of hype behind it either way you know yeah yeah, yeah it's, it might it just be, be that much worse way. exactly yeah um you are interested in the game though and i think there's promising parts of this game that look good i think the timing of it is awful because we're already i don't want to say the zombie culture but we're already getting to this point where walking dead is waning on people in general and this definitely has the walking dead ish vibes in terms of a post-apocalyptic world i think if this would have hit maybe four years ago in walking dead zeitgeist it would have. I think it would have done fantastic. I think now yeah. that we're kind of coming over the hill on that on the Walking Dead, and it's kind of everything's waning. I think that's why people are lacking interest in it because they're it reads so much as Walking Dead. Um, obviously, it's its own thing. I'm not trying to paint it with a broad brush, but um, do you think this this game needed the delay?
1: Well, technically, probably
0: yeah. They're probably not well, anywhere near done. From, with yeah, it. but mean, from my yeah. opinion, <laughs> public public perception, I guess.
1: Uh yeah i mean sony has enough going on this year anyway with their exclusives so this i mean like you said everyone really saw this coming because it didn't even really get an official release date i think like there was like one interview with like one guy who like said oh you know probably let it kind of almost slip like yeah it's a 2018 game and they didn't never really back that up um like none of the sony heads ever like truly backed that up that i recall but technically this is a delay then. Um but yeah, I think it's better off getting pushed into next year anyway. Um, but then my thing was, I don't think The Last of Us 2 hits next year at all either. So yeah, I don't I think that's going to end up being a problem. That would hurt it. That's definitely an accurate assessment. And then it's, it's kind of a struggle for Sony to market. Even if one came out in January and the other in November, It's it still and it would hurt Days Gone more than anything, or more than Last of Us, of course. But well, this is probably overall better for days gone to get pushed and in the meantime sony's got to figure out what they want to do with this this game i guess but because i will say people i kind of gotten sick of people saying do we really need another zombie game zombies are in everything zombie 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 like it's so annoying but like it kept selling right so i think but you brought up a good point that the walking dead viewership is finally starting to decline finally at least so i mean this year it did, right? I think it started yeah. to a little bit last year, but now it's actually starting to slightly decline. So now I think that's a good indicator, a good tracking mechanism of now people are starting to get sick of zombies. It, it hasn't happened and literally until this past year, I think, where we're starting to see that burn out a little bit.
0: Well, and it could also be due to the fact that the, there's an argument for the quality of the show going down, um, which could not be re- yeah. necessarily related to zombies. But because the game Last of Us is a zombie s game, but it nowhere it, nowhere in tone does it feel like Walking Dead. I think it feels like its own thing, and that mm-hmm. could be just be speaking in hindsight because I played the first Last of Us. But like with Days Gone, it definitely reads more as oh, this is like Walking Dead ish. You know, definitely can draw that comparison. So I don't know. We'll see. As far as release dates, so we have God of War, right? We have uh, Beyond, or Detroit Become Human. I always D- want to say yeah. Beyond <laughs> Human. Uh, we have dreams sometime this year, we assume, and Spider-Man sometime well, this year, we assume. Next dreams,
1: year, uh, dreams. To be honest, I would bet that that gets pushed. The only other th- I only I only assume Spider-Man will certainly be this year.
0: But okay, that's about so it. then that means next year possibility of Last of Us Part Two, but I'm with you. I don't think it hits next year. We mm-hmm. have uh, Death Stranding <laughs> not happening next year. Nope. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I think might be their big release next year. Could be yeah yeah that makes and sense and then that leaves that in days gone right am I missing anything else as far as big AAA <sighs> well, exclusives
1: um I mean there's this stuff we don't know about also possibly right that crash I mean
0: game possibly that new Crash game
1: Crash game
0: yeah there's there was rumors that they're working uh Sony oh, greenlit like Crash the Bandicoot individual Crash Bandicoot game yeah yep yeah
1: um well I was thinking more like Bloodborne two uh Demon Souls Remaster what I that's not on the same conversation really but I'm beat pumped for that. Uh,
0: yeah, I really but, don't think Shadows Die Twice is is Bloodborne 2 though.
1: Well, even if it's not, that doesn't necessarily eliminate the possibility of Bloodborne 2 also happening.
0: Yeah, it's just I I don't want Bloodborne so, 2 from somebody who's not from
1: Well, I mean, again, might decrease the likelihood if that Shadows Die Twice trailer is something else. Yeah. But that could still be from working on Bloodborne 2. Could the, still be happening. The
0: only 100% guarantee that we know for a fact is that uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki will not be directing Bloodborne 2. If there is one. Because he's not directing any Souls-type games. So, that's the one. He, he said it, man. He, he, he said he wasn't going to direct Dark Souls 2, and he didn't. And that speaks for itself. So we'll Did see. he say
1: he won't do... I thought he said he was done with Dark Souls. No,
0: he said Souls-like games. He's done with Souls-like oh, okay. games. Okay. All right, I, I all could right. be wrong, though. It could be Dark Souls in general. You you could have me on that. But I'm pretty sure he said Souls games, which technically doesn't include Bloodborne. So you might be right. I might be wrong. Either way. Well, uh, that we could
1: both be right. It's the semantics of it. Who knows what he meant. Exactly. And it was translated, so like, yeah.
0: Bloodborne 2 could be a big release. But if Bloodborne 2 doesn't happen, I mean, right. Days Gone and Ghost of Tsushima, those are vastly different games. And if those got come out in the air, then Days Gone, they could put some marketing behind it and make it a tentpole for themselves yeah. you know so I who could, knows
1: i mean that that would to me that's pretty good that's a pretty good solid 2019 and then sprinkle in some other thing they usually have little you know, right um some other exclusive smaller stuff more japanese stuff um they tend to have like this this year they had a yakuza and i don't know some,
0: it could possibly I, be another uh 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 near game a near uh, yeah a near yeah probably not a persona thing at least not exclusive to them uh, yeah,
1: but you know that, they'll probably have smaller stuff, something as well. But yeah, days gone and Ghost of Tsushima is kind of like the two heavy hitters. Yeah, I could see that,
0: and probably maybe a God of War DLC or something, a big expansion. Yeah. Um, in the meantime,
1: you know, announce a PS5.
0: Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> well, just a little announcement. Speaking of Demon Souls, though, uh, Blue Point Games has confirmed that its next project in the wake of Shadow of the Colossus remake, which I definitely is a game I'm going to pick up. The remake is a game I'm going to pick up on my PS4. Um, they had an interview with Digital Foundry and they said that its next game is uh, another remake. And their quote specifically is Well, we could, when they were asked by Digital Foundry if they're going to be working on an original game. And they said, Well, we could, but we're doing another remake. Uh, their president and co-founder Marco Thrush stated, "This project serves as a great point of growing the art team to the point where we can take on a full AAA major scope of art content. So now our next step is let's improve the art pipeline, let's improve the engine, let's improve workflow for artists, let's work on the art side some more to handle what our next project because it's a bit bigger. And our next focus is all right, let's work on design and add new stuff to get the uh, get the next re- remake because now that." Uh, can be our sole focus of making sure that's where we put the time and everybody else. Sole focus. Yeah, sole focus. Uh, they're already at a level where we can perform. This is interesting because everyone wants Bluepoint to make their own game, but it seems like their president's like, we'll eventually do that, but we still want to work on making sure that when we do take that risk, we know what the hell we're doing, right? He says he wants to get the art pipeline better uh, and, and you know improved, and he, they just want to work on mainlining and streamlining everything um you know it's weird because he says triple a game a triple a game with a major scope but then he says it's a little bit bigger than their last game demon souls i would say is a little bit bigger than shadow of the colossus i wouldn't necessarily say it's a full triple a major scope so those two things kind of contradict one another in my opinion um it would be cool if it's a Demon Souls. That's a big rumor now that they're working on a Demon Souls remake. We've kind of seen rumblings, the server going down. Uh, we've seen some trademark renewals and stuff. Um, the other assumption is that EA pointed at these people to make the Mass Effect trilogy remaster. Could be yeah. because they're argu- Blue Point's arguably the best in the business at this. Um, I don't even know if they're. Well, who that? Right. I mean, you made a point. I think uh, before we started
1: the show, like I, this could be anything, right? Mass Effect. This could be like. Fire Emblem Awakening ported to Switch. You know, it could be anything, right? Yeah,
0: we are like, a a focused. Simly sized game though, because they they made a point like right. AAA major scope, but who knows? Also, they're Platform not wise. Sony owned. That's one right, misconception. Exactly. People think like, oh, it's definitely Demon Souls because you know they're owned by Sony. Blue Point is independent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just have a lot of contracts with Sony. Um, mm-hmm. people have been saying that Sony needs to put a ring on it, which they should if they're smart, because Blue Point's fantastic. Um, not necessarily speaking about what we think it is. What would you want? Do you want Demon Souls the most?
1: hundred percent because I'd never played that game.
0: Yeah. And from what I've heard, even though it was the beginning of everything, it doesn't, it's dealing with a lot of issues and it'd be really cool if we see a Dark Souls remaster, which we're seeing and the Demon Souls, right? The oldest ones in the series getting brought anew. Um, I think Demon Souls would be cool as a Mass Effect fan. I want the Mass Effect trilogy thing to be true. Uh, that's probably my number one. Um, obviously, it, that'll probably happen, but for it to be from Bluepoint would make me so happy because they know how to handle it with care and respect. Um, but yeah, it, it, this could be anything. We could sit here and name 500 games. Um, yeah, so Demon Souls and Mass Effect are the ones we want. Hopefully, it's one of those. If not, it'll probably be another game we have too much nostalgia for and we'll pay too much for. Um, let's get to the topic of the show. Uh, earlier, we talked about exclusives. Uh, and we talked about what Xbox is going to be doing. They announced that they're going to be having their press conference on Sunday again, but this time at 2 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific time. Sorry, I got that completely wrong. 1 p.m. Pacific time, so 2 p.m. Mountain, which is my personal time, uh, and which is uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. This is really great for them. This means that they're before everyone else, we assume. I mean, there could be somebody that goes on Saturday for once or something, but usually this means that they're going to be the first people to show off their press conference which means that Ubisoft and Bethesda uh, and EA we could see their games first at Microsoft's press conference which would be really cool Um, the thing that I want to talk about is they announced that they're going to be showing it at the Microsoft Theater across the street from the Los Angeles Convention Center they're moving their entire like gameplay stations and all that stuff to their own Microsoft Theater they're still gonna have a mixer booth and stuff inside of the LA Convention Center but they kind of want to host their own thing what I appreciate is like Yeah, they are moving to do their own thing, but it's cool that it's right across the street, right? You don't have to Uber across the city. It makes it very easy for people covering the show and for fans going. Um, Before we hop into the other, like, rumor news bit, uh, Dom, what do you think about them moving to the Microsoft Theater and kind of running their own thing across the street?
1: Uh, What do I think of it? Not much. I don't know. (laughs) What's a big deal?
0: One of the big three moving out of the L.A. Convention Center, right, to do their own thing.
1: Yeah, and, and we can go and have this conversation. Is E3 changing and evolving the industry? gurgle <laughs> Whatever. Um, It's, yeah, I mean, it's changing. It, it is a big change. It's just, from our point of view, I think it's like they're still going to show us some awesome shit that they've been doing, right? Um, yeah. At that time of year. So I, I don't know. It, to me, it, it doesn't affect me much, I guess. Uh, so I don't think I'm this like, is
0: a big deal. I think this is no yeah. different than nintendo having their own direct that they upload online like they don't have a they have a presence at e3 but they don't have like a conference on stage there Um, exactly i think it's just uh these companies figure out what they specifically want to do um i think the the them moving their conference isn't huge i think them moving all of their boots and stuff is but i think it's a positive thing because i for me it feels like when you're in those places where there's like you know uh, it's infamous for having the hallway of PlayStation and Xbox. I think that starts to grow a lot of vitriol and a lot of unnecessary and unwanted hate. If you have all of the games in Microsoft's theater, I think it gives a very positive vibe to everything, right? Everyone who's in there is there to experience Xbox and have a good time and see what's new. And there's not this like, oh, well, right across the hallway, yada, 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 you know? And there will still be conjecture, but I do like them having an Xbox space for everything Microsoft, right? I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, the the flip side of that and I'm not necessarily saying this is what, what happened, um but the flip side of that is well someone who went there to look at uh, to play uh, we will say Last of Us Part 2, you know, and that's all they really went there to see, they're no longer going to see whatever Microsoft might be offering, right? Whereas if they was on the other side of the hall, then they might be like, "Ah, oh, dude, crackdown, what is that? that looks kind of cool." And they go and check it out and all was, you know what I mean? Um yeah. so they could they lose some of that like cross-marketing, but that then the other side is yeah, they also get focused marketing on who comes there so it's eh. i don't know but i mean though
0: they're gonna have it's right across the street they're gonna have a way for people to know that they're right across the street oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) a big Um, come
1: inside arrow or something
0: exactly i it's i don't think it's a huge crazy move as people are saying yeah yeah. it's not as bad as ea2 where they have the ea play in a separate location it's right across the street walk over get you enough yeah a little bit of exercise a nice little brisk walk Mm -hmm. um the the part of this that I wanted to talk about though is this happened this morning as of recording. This guy posted on Twitter and the re- or, sorry on Reddit, and the response is what made this very interesting. So I'm gonna read through this real quick. This is from his perspective. I have a friend who works for Microsoft down in Washington. He told me that the company is divided into divisions, such as their business side, their cloud computing, Xbox, and something else. Apparently, he said an entire division of Microsoft is now dedicated solely to games—the acquisition of them, the development of them, and the publishing of them. Not a division of Xbox, an entire division of the, an entire division of Microsoft, the company itself. Language. I was bitching to him one day about how I thought. Xbox seriously lacks right now in exclusives compared to Sony, and he told me about this specific endeavor. Apparently, they've been legit serious about solving that issue for a couple of years uh, now and are gearing up to drop a bomb at E3 when it comes to dealing with the lack of games. I don't know if much of this is true, but it would make sense to me that a company like Microsoft, as big as they are, is well aware of their uh, shortfalls and and, uh, shortcomings and are aiming to do something about it quick. I don't know if what I what he said is true or if it's just common knowledge, but the scale and size of this endeavor was news to me when I first heard of it. So I'm just relaying this to all of you, I guess. I'm personally excited because the only way for them to go up, go from here, is up. I'm sure this E3, E3 2018, Xbox will really blow people away. Cool, great statement, right? Who knows if it's true? What the hell? Whatever. Uh, my cousin at Nintendo. But interestingly enough. Major Nelson himself, Mr. Xbox Community, replied and said, go on, dot, dot, dot. He didn't need to reply to this, this Reddit post. He didn't need to say anything. Very interesting. The way he worded that says a lot without saying a lot. It's kind of like him leading on of like, go on. You know, like, keep selling what we're, what we're planning to do, right? Um, it could be just a nice little prod. But don't you think that somebody who's as closely tied to Xbox... If this wasn't the case or if they were planning to, to solve this g- lack of games issue, he wouldn't even reply then, right? <clears throat> I would assume. So Right, but it's
1: also – of course it's true. I mean, right, let me put it this way. Yeah. Of course what this, this person is saying is true, whether or not their source is real and the actual – you know, line of communication there is true. Who the heck knows? Probably yeah. not. Maybe who knows? But yeah, obviously Microsoft is gonna want to try to blow people away with all the games they're gonna show. Like, of course that's true, right? So, yeah. I mean, whether or not this kid is telling the truth of where he heard it or whatever, to me is kind of irrelevant. Um, but you're right. So getting that reply though, to me, it could, of course, i it could be just a marketing thing. Like he's just trying to bring attention. Like, oh, you know, hey check out this reddit post like shit's going down this year well so he's raising the hype a little bit um and i think it's gonna work uh it just depends on whether or not they deliver but the problem the other problem is especially with something like e3 it's so subjective where like even between like me you and jordan we all come out like (laughs) we thought so and so had the best conference and then the other one is like oh god no right so it's just i don't know it feeds into that silly thing of like you know their their e3 was awesome and theirs wasn't i don't know um but obviously i think yeah microsoft is going to try to do the best they can and with what they have uh and probably it's going to be pretty cool i mean i i would i would bet uh, all right let me put it this way i've been rambling on this shows (laughs) they have confidence yeah a lot of confidence that's i'll leave it at that
0: well the crazy thing is People complain that they had a lack of games. Last year, they came out and had game after game after game after game. Tons after game. of games, yeah. Yeah, and you might not be interested in all of them, but that's not the approach that they go for. It's like a shotgun approach. They blast all of these games at you, and you pick out the ones you're interested in. Even though they had a great E3 showing, the complaint was still, where are the exclusives? Where are the big AAA games? Where are the big AAA Xbox exclusives? I think this is the year where they show that, where it's they'll still have the quantity of like the indie games where are like, oh, this game is exclusive, or this game, or this game. Um, yeah, I think he wouldn't have messaged, he wouldn't have replied back if it wasn't for some purpose, obviously. Um, I think it's more so, it, it does go into the argument of like, who had the best E3 showing? For me, that's like all conjecture or whatever. I like to see that like companies improve from the, 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 the weak points they had. So for me, it's like, oh, they, they fixed their problem that everyone perceived they had. Right. And Microsoft is a huge company. Like Sony's big. Microsoft is one of the largest companies Way in the bigger. world. Yep. And they are known for get, finding the weaknesses they have and cutting them off, right? Um, there was a huge problem with toxic culture at Microsoft. It's been reported. There was an, a report that came out a couple of days ago, too, adding on to this. Phil Spencer talked about it at, at his presentation. Um, and basically, they had a very bad uh, company culture from 2013 to 2016. Oddly enough, it's crazy that Xbox kind of seemed to flounder during those years, right? The announcement of the Xbox uh, One, all of that stuff. Since 2016, the culture's completely changed. People have said it's a completely different space. If this re- report is to, is to be believed, that's two years, right, of them focusing on that. It seems like two years ago was their reboot for their company culture as well as, hey, xbox we were doing so well with 360 what the hell went wrong right because you know they're looking at the numbers and they're like we were the leader and though it doesn't quote unquote mean anything it's still a cool thing to brag about right as a company being like the industry leader and i think that's where they're like we did so well with 360 what went wrong what happened right and i think that's they promoted phil spencer and they're like what do we need to do to fix this and he's like well i really think we need to focus on getting first party games games that we make in house uh, you know, get a branch of that to Xbox to get stronger. And they're like, we can do more than that. And that's why it's a branch of Microsoft, right? Games development. Um, that also lends to the fact that they aren't necessarily tied to just Xbox. They want to deliver games on PC as well. So there's no point to label it under Xbox if it's a Microsoft platform, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's really cool. Um, I think all of the big three are in an interesting position. Nintendo has Smash, But what's the big new game? Like, I'm assuming this smashes a port. What's the big new game? How is their online service going to do? How are they going to roll that out? Are we ever going to see virtual console, right? They have their questions. Xbox is the first-party questions, obviously. PlayStation, they kind of don't have to do a whole lot, you would assume, because they have so many games that we already know about that they can just show off again. But... I mean, people did kind of hit them with the lack of variety in terms of what they showcased. People felt that they showed a lot of good games in their pre-show and they could have been part of their actual show. People want more user features. Um, The biggest knock against PlayStation is they have the games, but where are the services that benefit their consumers? um are they gonna what's their response to game pass right they have a lot of questions in the air too even though they're the industry leader there's rumors that we're gonna see the ps5 this year which i think are highly blasphemous and exaggerated i i do not see that happening this year at all um but yeah they're all in an interesting position i think they all have their own weaknesses they need to fix and i think that's great i think it's boring when we go into e3 and it's like all of the, you know, all of them are doing great, or all of them. I would love if just all of them are doing great. Period. But I like that each of them have their own individual weakness that they have to deal with because we're not going into each of their shows expecting them to fix the same thing that the other ones are. And I think that leaves it to all of us getting a happier message at the end of their conferences. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just rambling. Yeah,
1: and then on top of that too, it's like, yeah, they want to fix their weaknesses. Uh, you know, show more of this, do more of that. Then that's also like these are also perceived weaknesses, right? Perceived, yep, exactly. Um, like in our echo chamber, a lot of people might be saying this you know, the Sony doesn't have enough, um, or actually, you guys showed like these cool indie games on the pre show, but not you know, what I mean, I heard that a lot, but I feel like they probably will do that same exact thing again. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, because I mean, you know, what our corner of the internet says doesn't necessarily reflect the whole market all the time sometimes it it can be uh it can echo you know the whole thing but um so you also got to think into that too right Uh, um but then what is what's also cool is they now especially nowadays i feel like all the big three or they each kind of have their own things going on right the switches i mean nintendo is is goofy and different as always um they have the switch and now even who knows maybe they might go deeper into labo or label whatever whatever the cardboard nonsense is um maybe they do something like new entirely some new peripheral and then playstation always uh pushes vr pretty big um during their show and now X- xbox is like well, dude they they actually might have the most revolutionary thing of all here in the in these services and what that evolves into um that i mean to me that's where i see xbox is going to change everything entirely <laughs> yeah. um the whole that like this is i think what they're pushing towards is going to be enormous like we're going to in my opinion you know in a a decade from now it's going to be like movies where you don't really buy movies much anymore and we're streaming i think that's kind of the future and i think xbox is probably going to lead the way it seems like um playstation's sort of stumbling with ps now though they still have that infrastructure set up so who knows
0: that infrastructure is nowhere near what we've experienced so far with xbox right well
1: for the streamings side of it um it's presumably way past it um we also don't know we know xbox is working on their streaming service but we don't know what that looks like but i also have more confidence in them because they're microsoft yeah uh, and that sort of thing um but playstation has been working on theirs you know for presumably a little bit longer um but we'll see i mean they both have that i don't know to me it's just so obvious that that's the future and i don't know that's what's yeah. exciting to me it's or cool Good because- or bad i don't know
0: it's, if you're looking at it from like the movie industry perspective, PlayStation, as it sits right now, is Hollywood. They have their big blockbuster tent poles, right, and they're dominating, right, because they have the big AAA releases that are that are exclusive. To me, Xbox is Netflix, right. User features, getting users to the things easier. Um, they have some hits and misses when they come out with things. And Nintendo is like the indie film movement of like A24 and stuff like that, where like. They're not seen as, like, the big Hollywood boys, but they make a lot of hits, right? And they, they know what they're doing, and they make some weird choices sometimes, but they're still successful. I think they all are in an interesting place, and I'm glad that they're all doing their own thing. Xbox says failure sucks. I'm, failure. I'm putting that in quotation. Right. Not it's
1: hard to even call it but that. Yeah, exactly. They're,
0: they're st- I'll say they're stumbling. I'll rephrase it. They're stumbling out of the gate, I think, was the most beneficial thing for them. Because who knows if... If people would have caught on to the whole TV aspect and the entertainment in a box, where would we be sitting at right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think Phil Spencer was great for Xbox, and he, the only reason he got that position is because of their stumbling. It's 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 very weird. We're going to see where we go, but I'm excited for E3, and I'm excited for Xbox in particular. Um, let's get into what we're going to be playing. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, number one on my list. Uh Monster Hunter World. I have two elder dragons. I need a fate because I got to the point of the story where you need to kill these three individual elder dragons to move on, and I'm kind of near the end of the story, but they're very hard. And the Dark Souls player in me, the the sadistic masochist in me, do it, finish it, uh, doesn't want to get help. Like they, because I can easily call on buddies to help me finish them, but I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. The weapon I'm using, not to get too convoluted, is one of the hardest weapons to use solo. So I'm having a tougher time than if I went like dual blades or something that puts out a lot of DPS. Um, I definitely want to get back into, into the breach as well as uh, what's the game I brought up earlier, Dom, brain farting that I said you should play? And you said, yeah, I remember you talking about it.
1: Um,
0: Banner Saga. Banner Saga. For some reason, I wanted to say Brawlhalla. I could never even play that game. Uh, Banner Saga. Uh, I need to watch Captain America: Winter Soldier. Well, I don't need to, but I'm going to. That's the next one on my list. And after I finish the MCU watch along, rewatch whatever it is, I'm kind of thinking about going back and rewatching Harry Potter because I've, I've it's been so long since I rewatched those movies. that I'm like, never watched them. Wanna... You've never watched the Harry Potter movies?
1: Nope, never read the books. Nothing.
0: Oh wow, cool. Not my thing. Yeah, it's between Harry Potter and. Uh... Uh, Lord of the Rings is what I tackle next. And those seven movies and those three movies are about the same length, so it's about the same time kind of commitment. Um, interesting, you didn't play Stardew Valley, right?
1: No, No. I'm curious about it, though. The next,
0: uh, the the next game from that developer got a title, and it's Stardew Valley meets Harry Potter, which I know you're a hard out on because it doesn't make like you into Harry Potter, but it's called Witchbrook, which looks really cool. So they, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they did Harvest Moon, and now they're doing more of a Harry Potter thing, which I think Witchbrook might end up selling more than Stardew Valley in the long run if they do go with the Harry Potter vibes, um, because if people latch onto that, man, that community's huge. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it for me. Nothing crazy. Uh, I watched Annihilation, but I'll talk about it with Jordan when he gets back. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me. What about you? Uh, pretty much just Kingdom Hearts I want to get to. Like I said, I'm going to take a break on
1: Persona. Yeah. Um, and then probably I need to get back to watching, uh, Clone Wars.
0: Nice. Did you ever watch, uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight or whatever?
1: No, I did not. Jordan no. did. Yeah. But, uh, no. no. <laughs>
0: What's your opinion real quick? What's your opinion on Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Batman?
1: Oh, absolutely. In Flashpoint? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, I want that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening to episode 92. Catch us next week when we talk about more video game news. We'll possibly be talking about the Spyro remaster if that ends up being announced and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one.